0: Hello everyone and welcome to what I am calling my very first conscious commentary. It's a little segment I think uh, might be helpful after you listen to our regular episodes and uh, get a chance to talk a little bit about some of the things that didn't get to come up within our short timeframe during the show. I hope you've had a chance to listen to uh, my recent interview with uh, preeminent UFO researcher Richard Dolan. He is a super cat. <laughs> really fun to talk to. You know, I, I had occasion to meet Richard Uh, about three years ago at uh, Conscious Life Expo in Los Angeles, a conference that I cover every year. In fact, I just got back from Los Angeles in which I reconnected with Richard and uh, was able to put together uh, this great conversation that you hopefully just heard. Well, you know, um, I was really excited because Richard typically, uh, you know, he's known for his deep research into particularly the government cover-up of the UFO story. It's a long story, and it's got lots of dimensions, obviously. And uh, his books are definitely a testament to uh, the the details, the richness, the secrets, um, the technicalities, if you will, of of this whole story. And again, so many questions. Why, Why is so much being kept from us? And as I mentioned, uh, commented in the show, uh, secrets seem to be uh, being kept from us, not only from our governments, perhaps, but from the beings themselves, at least those that are that are interacting on some level with, um, with some of us. Um, you know, I wanted to take this time to talk about a couple of things that I didn't have a chance to bring up on the show. This whole idea of perhaps human looking, human looking in every way, beings that are walking this planet, that are interacting on this planet with us, unbeknownst to us. You know, I can't really recall uh, when this idea uh, of human looking, and yet not human beings uh, living on this planet with us came to mind. But I do remember how it came to mind. And that was uh, while listening to you may have heard this name, Mr. Bob Dean, I believe he was uh, a military commander general, I believe. I don't know if that's the actual uh, his actual title, of course, now retired. But anyway, he has become very, very well known um, in the UFO field. um, And and infamous for his storytelling, not the least of which are some of the stories that he's told about having um, recognized uh, human looking beings that he felt absolutely were not human. I think it was probably his discussion on this matter that kind of brought, you know, the idea to light for me. And then I started wondering myself, could I have interacted with uh, human looking non-human beings? Perhaps you'll ask that question yourself. I, you know, I think that when when something like this is is brought into your awareness, and it strikes you in a certain way, it's very difficult to, to not think about it. You know, do you find yourself walking down the street and saying, hmm, I wonder if he's human, or I wonder if she's human? And, and, and again, I'm being a little bit facetious, because I certainly don't do that on a daily basis. But I have to tell you, there have been a couple of occasions, now that I look back in retrospect, where I have Either seen individuals from a distance or maybe have even talked to a couple of individuals that seemed a little off kilter, maybe uh, a little vacant, a little different. And I'm going to tell you one story. This is something that I had hoped to bring up in the show with Richard and didn't have a chance to do so. This was about. Oh, two or three years ago, um I had been vacationing with some family on Cape Cod here in Massachusetts and i re- remember going to a little coffee shop little you know uh, uh, small muffin and coffee shop you know so many you find uh, on the Cape and the islands and um there was a young man behind the cash register, you know basically ringing up taking orders and ringing up the ringing up the uh, the orders and he looked. I wish I could just recall exactly how he looked. But I, I will tell you, I, here's what I remember. He was extremely tall, maybe about six foot four, six foot five, extremely lanky, very lanky, very thin. Um, and uh, how would I describe him? Very, his eyes had a, a, a sort of a, a foreign look to them. And yet foreign, not in the sense that we might think of being maybe from another country. Something just very different about him. His skin tone was sort of a coffee-colored, um, but pale. His but here's the thing: his mannerisms were very atypical to what you might expect to find standing behind a <laughs> cashier in a little coffee shop. And I'm 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 pausing because I want to be careful, certainly not to. Uh, to typecast or, or, or stereotype what someone should look like standing behind a cash register. But let's just say this person, this young man caught my attention, there was something very mature about him and, and about his, his behavior, very responsible, and yet, just different. I I found myself after getting my, my coffee and my muffin and sitting down, I still had, uh, I was still an eye shot of him. And I could not stop staring at him. I think I even said to whomever I was sitting with, do you see that man over there? Does he look different to you in some way? And um, I don't recall what the person said, you know, maybe just shrug their shoulders. But I I found myself just ha- asking that question. And this, of course, was after uh, I'd become aware of the possibility that we may be sharing some time uh, with people uh, that are not human sharing sharing this planet with uh, with non human beings. So anyway, that was one of those occasions. I obviously have no proof whatsoever of who or what this person is or was. uh, But let's just say there was something that felt different about this person. As I mentioned, I've also talked to a couple of people, um, <clears throat> conversations, these aren't people that I necessarily know that well, uh, but th- those I've had occasion to have a business conversation with that, um, again, there was something in the eyes, something in their motion, their, their movement that didn't seem natural. It seemed almost as if they were trying to mimic um, how other people act their 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 stature, their hand motions, uh, even their laughter. So it makes you wonder, who who are we really interacting with? And you know, I suppose, regardless of the answer, it's neither bad nor good. It just gives us a broader perspective for uh, the multiplicity of life intelligent life that we may be sharing our space with it's just absolutely fascinating. You know, another, um, interesting to say the least, uh, story that I recently took, Uh, you may have had a chance to read it. I believe it's uh, posted on ConsciousLifeNews.com, the home of Conscious Inquiry. Uh, And this is what I have called Kimberly's story. That's not her real name. But Kimberly, rather than going into the full story, I'm going to encourage you to go to ConsciousLifeNews.com and look up uh, her story. Perhaps I can put a link uh, at the bottom of this little episode so you can be pointed in the right direction. But Kimberly, among other things, had uh, a regression experience 28 years ago in which she felt herself to be non-human. Again, uh, you know, something that is difficult for a lot of us to get our heads around, and yet, in some circles, not that uncommon at all. But among th- the regression experience that she was kind enough to recount to me, she also told me about a dream that she had had, you know, serendipitously, right before we were to sit down for uh Uh, to have her tell me her story. And this is a dream that she felt was way more than a dream. Um, You know, something that she was able to remember in explicit detail, um, you know, a week or so after she had the dream. But the one thing that she mentioned in the dream was that there were these beings that were trying to reach her. She was, I think as she describes it, in uh, sort of a hotel suite, like a, a residential, like a temporary hotel suite, and she was uh, with her kids, and she, whatever type of room she had, there was a balcony, and when she looked out on the balcony, she, it was raining, it was nighttime, she saw these beings, and uh, the beings seemed to to want to come into the room and 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 speak with her, and she immediately felt a sense of fear. And a recollection that she knew who these beings were. Well, again, there's more detail to the dream. But the point I want to get to is that when she woke from the dream and she said it was so vivid and, and frankly, so frightening that she did, she had to get up to go to the bathroom and she said, I would not move. I was so frightened because of the realism of this dream. I waited for my husband to get up so I could then follow him into the bathroom. But when she did finally wake up and she, she said to her husband, honey, I know who they are now. And of course, he said, well, what do you mean they? What are you talking about? So she she then recounted the dream and she said, I know that they walk amongst us, meaning she too has this absolute unequivocal sense that we are indeed sharing the planet with those that are not exactly like us. So we talked about that for a little while, and and she admitted, and I I grilled her a little bit. I said, Well, where are you getting the sense from? And of course, she told me the dream. And she said, that's, that's one, uh, one sort of way I was able to, to understand that dynamic that this was going on. But you know, as I think back over my life, she said to me, I can recall uh, occasions that I had, in which I was speaking with people who There was just something about them that I knew were not human. Now, keep in mind, this is a very, uh, I would call this person, a lovely person, a a day spa owner, you know, not somebody very unsuspecting, not necessarily um, interested in these subjects all the time, although she did concede later that she felt herself to have some level of psychic ability and sensitivity. It's no wonder, uh, as I listened to her full story. But not somebody that would go looking, not not necessarily a voracious reader in this subject matter and uh, et cetera. And yet she seemed absolutely certain that she, that A, you know, we are interacting uh, and walking amongst non human beings. And she too felt uh, and feels that she has had interaction with them. So, you know, you wonder how common is this? What percentage of the population may not be human? I certainly have no idea, but I have a suspicion that if, if they are here and if they are human looking, um, you know, there could very well be a decent percentage of our population our world population that may be of, you know, not human origin. And then of course you get into the question of, well, what is their origin? What do they really look like? I've heard the term, um, well, I guess you would call it a, a literal bodysuit, a human suit, a skin, in a sense, that they might wear um, to uh, that they've perfected a technology that would make them look human when, in fact, that's not their real uh, persona. That's not their real appearance. It's a very, very complex phenomenon. And, you know, I, like many of you, I'm sure, wonder will we ever know the truth? Our show with Richard uh, attempted to try to get a little bit closer to the truth through these stories. But, you know, will we ever know the truth? I, I, I know there are many of us that hope one day there will be what we call a disclosure in whatever way it will come. A lot of people feel that the only legitimate form of disclosure would be uh, an official form of disclosure. There are other people that feel Uh, that disclosure will come maybe even more anecdotally, or maybe it's a mass sighting, or maybe from the beings themselves. Maybe we're in the midst of disclosure right now, who's to say? It's, you know, uh, I, I think that there, there are just so many possibilities in terms of our finally being exposed to the greater universe of intelligence, of which I am pretty certain there is. They're, they're just it's just too big of a space uh, to not be inhabited by many, many, many other intelligent species. Let's see what else. Boy, again, just I, I was just absolutely so thrilled to be able to talk to Richard. As I mentioned, he is a great guy. Lots of energy. I know that after we spoke uh, last week that he was rushing off to get another, another conference to speak. I believe it was the International UFO Congress in Arizona in which I'm sure he gave a stellar uh, talk, as he always does. So again, if you have not had a chance to listen to uh, our show with our guest Richard Dolan, that I'm calling uh, ET Encounters of the Humankind, I strongly urge you to do so so you can get a little bit of context for what on earth I'm rambling about here. But uh, for those of you that Uh, That have not listened to it, please do. Uh, He's got some great stories to tell. I'm gonna, you know, prod him. Again, we're in touch now. And I'm hoping to have him back on the show. And I'm going to prod him and try to get him to tell even more stories because I have a feeling he didn't spill the beans entirely. I think there's probably more. But nonetheless, uh, he he told us three stories uh, that are definitely enough to chew on. Let's see. So listen, let's sign off for now. Uh, I I certainly thank you for tuning in um, as we approach our second anniversary of Conscious Inquiry Radio, and I appreciate your listening into my little rambling that I'm calling Conscious Commentary after the show. So signing off for right now. Have a great day, everyone. Alexis Brooks.